Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast 2020 Olympic coverage. And today we have such a special guest. We are sitting down with the now world ranked number one man in the 400 IM all the way from Austin, Texas, just 10 minutes down the road from where I'm recording right now. We're talking to Carson Foster. Carson, how's it going, man? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. This monster 400 IM you dropped at the Speedo sectionals and in Austin, in your home pool of Austin, Texas, you went 408, 46 in finals. Tell me about the swim. Yeah. I mean, there's, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't trying to change much from trials besides the fact that I wanted to just be a little bit more relaxed. The first 50, I think, I mean, I by no means have perfected the 400 IM. So, I mean, I, I, I make mistakes in the race and I think I made a small mistake at trials and jumped on the first, probably the second 50 and the third 50, a little bit too hard and it backfires. So to just come back now and be able to redo it and have kind of like a redemption swim, um, just focus on really taking the first one 50 out smoother and just trusting that I have good, easy speed and, trusting that my brushstroke is better than I, I give myself credit for and that I have a good freestyle. So just give myself a chance to come home and it, it worked out. Like I, I feel like I executed well. Um, but I still have a lot of things in that race that I, I know I could fix. And so definitely motivated going in the future. Did, was it harder or easier this time around at this sectional meet, having no one to race or no one around you? I think it was, I think a little bit of both, obviously. I, I mean, there wasn't like, I think, I mean, I, I, as much as trials was hard with me feeling like I should have been able to make it. I truly do think I'm better when I'm racing someone. And I mean, that, that comes out in practice. Like I, I'm always faster when I'm next to someone. And so I do feel like I, I, I race better when, when people are in my face and we're, when we're battling. And unfortunately with, with NCs and with trials, I mean, obviously I just, I think those were both just, I panicked a little bit the first, the first part of the race, just cause I've gotten so used growing up in the, in the event that I always like to swim ahead. Um, just with age group swimming, I was always like that and just got so comfortable out in front. And I think now that I'm finally, becoming super competitive at the, the, like the high national level and then the international level. Like I have to trust that I don't always have to be ahead. And so I think it's more of a, a thing where I gotta, I gotta adjust now that I'm getting to this level. Um, so I think it was easier for me to start that change at this meet, knowing that I could just pretend like there was no one else around me um, and trust that, give myself the confidence to know that I don't have to take it out blazing fast to be able to produce a good time. And I think I always kind of, like I just said, I had to do it because I was comfortable doing that in age of swimming, but I also, I didn't trust that I would have the breaststroke to be able to hold the lead unless I got out of front. And I feel like I'm finally getting to the point where I do. So I think it's definitely a mix. I think 
I think, I mean, I have the confidence to race other people, but it's also, it's also nice to not have to worry about racing anyone and just being able to focus on myself. So I think it's, I think it's definitely a mix. I, I, that is such wisdom to have as a, as a 19 year old. I mean, that's, that's a, it's great perspective. And uh, I think you're hundred percent on point there. It's, it's a different level of racing and it's something, as you said, you haven't been used to you. You never, you, you would, you would take the lead and then just, and then just have it <laughs> for the whole race. Part, part of me wants to blame it on my, my ongoing everlasting rivalry with my brother. Just the fact that literally if I ever have to race Jake, I'm going to sprint backstroke as hard as I can to make sure that I can get a big enough lead on him. And I think that carried over into oh, works in practice. So I'm gonna do it in the meet. And I, I mean, obviously it, it does like I'm getting to the point where it, it could work eventually where, but I don't have to do that to be successful. And I think I, once I, now that I have the confidence knowing that I don't have to do that, um, I think, I think we're, we're, we're moving forward in the right direction. I, I, so I have to ask if, if, if any swim fan knows, uh, the 400 IM is, is pain. And if you swim it right, it's going to hurt at the end. What was the pain like at the end of this 408 for 400 IM? So this pain, I went two seconds faster, but I was telling the guys before in the locker room before my race, I was like, you know what? Like, it's going to be pretty hard for me to hurt worse than I did at trials. Like, I don't know if I'll ever get to that pain level of the last 15 meters I had at Olympic trials ever again. Um, which is kind of nice to think about, but also like <laughs> gives me a new perspective. Um, and so like, but I got back to trials and or got back from trials back to Austin. And once I kind of got back in the groove of training, I, I just started doing a lot of different stuff that I hadn't really done throughout the season, just cause I mean, now we're kind of in the point where it's kind of just work on your weaknesses, see what, see what you can dig up in a time that doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. And I started doing these, I've been going, the distance guys at Texas would get mad at me for calling this the distance group because it hasn't really been distance group lately, but I've been doing like best average one hundreds with them. Um, like doing some, I did one day I did like 10 ones best average in a suit on one ten, uh, see what I can hold. And then another day without a suit, I was six ones on one thirty. see what I can hold. And so just finding that, that rhythm and, um, finding like that feeling of what it feels like on number five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, um, where my body's starting to, to cramp, like tighten up and learning what I need to do when I feel that. Um, and so honestly, I was just thinking about that the entire last 100, not panicking, like, all right, I don't need to sprint the whole time to be able to go a 58 right here. I can, I can build this first 50 and just lay it on the last 25 and it'll get me to 58. And, um, so yeah, just learning, learning stuff like that about myself and about my swimming this past month. And, um, I, I've told a couple of people this, I, I learned so much about myself and about my swimming, I'm, I'm about myself out of the pool and about my swimming, um, from this past month. And as much as I would want to call myself a, a 2021 Olympian or a 2020 Olympian, um, I don't know if I would trade those lessons for that just because I know that those lessons are going to help me be successful in the long run and get me to where I want to get. And so I'm just, I'm thankful for my circle of coaches, like my mastermind coaches that have helped me through this last month and figuring that stuff out. And, um, 
yeah, I'm just, I'm super, I'm super looking forward to the future. This is, I'm, I'm beaming. This is just great to hear. Uh, okay. So you're going to the hurt box. You're going to the, the cave of pain and you're, you're taking, you're drinking from the fountain of wisdom within. I love it. This is, this is awesome. You, you, so, so I have to ask on, on these 10 ones suited, were you holding like 58s? Were you holding? I was holding, I was holding 57s for the most okay. part. Um, which I mean, I had never done anything like that before, really. So I wasn't sure. I mean, Eddie seemed to be happy with it, so I was, I was happy with it. But I hadn't really done anything like that before. And to me, fifty-seven seemed about right because that's what I want to. I mean, if I want to be competitive and be where I want to be on the 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 international level, I need to be fifty-seven or faster. And I I know that's where I need to be. Uh, my coaches know that's where I want to be. So it seemed about right. Just try and hold 57s. And it wasn't like I was super gassed after the set, but it was, it was a good, good effort the entire time where I was holding this consistently the same effort. Listen, Yishi Win went 58 in 2012 to, to come to bring home her 400 IM. So I think if you're 57, that, that means you're there. You've gotten yeah. to the promised land. Uh, so, better than a one double oh eight. I'm sure that number will yeah. stick with you for a while. Yeah. But in, in all seriousness, now that you've had some time to reflect, it seems like you're in a good place. What do you What do you make of of that 2021 Olympic trials, just as a whole? Not even just that 400 IM. Obviously, you know, obviously getting third sucks, but. But what, how, how have you reflected on that whole meet? Yeah. And I think I, yeah, it's, I mean, it was a, it was a hard week emotionally and mentally to go through just, I mean, the, the up of being top seed, feeling great in prelims and then the, like as far down as you can go of being out touch for third and then making, making semis, getting ninth in semis, Luca scratching and me in the final having a shot and then me going 146-6 and not making the team. I mean, so it was like it was just a roller coaster of emotion. And uh yeah, and I mean on top of that, it was just it was a really hard month after that to see training camp go on and get back to Austin after not thinking I would be back here until August. Um and just I mean, I'm so lucky that I have the teammates and the the brothers on down here that I have and my family and friends back in Cincinnati and my coaches down here. Cause it truly like, I don't know how I would have gotten through this month without them. Um, just being able to, to, to tell them what I'm feeling and how I'm feeling each day and them being able to understand and helping me through it. But then also, like I said before, I think, I think I've learned so much about myself this month and um, I think it's truly going to turn me into such a better swimmer than I would have been had it not happened, um, which is super exciting to me. Um, and I, I said this at trials, but I mean, it's even more relevant now that God's timing's weird with why, why did it have, why did I go 408 three weeks after when it, when I needed to do it? And, um, I'll probably never know, but I mean, I trust that it's going to help me in the long run. And, um, I was telling Wyatt this morning, like as much as last night, seeing the 400 I am, seeing my time hold up, I was like, dang, like, you know, I, I really could. I don't know if I would have, like, I mean, anything could have happened if I was in that final and I was racing. Like, I can't say like, oh, I would have won the gold medal. Like, you don't know because, I mean, 
any, anything could happen when you're in an Olympic final. And, um, but to, to still have the world number one time, like that's the biggest accomplishment I've ever had in my swimming career. And so I can't even be upset. You know what I mean? Like I have to take what was given to me and just be super, super thankful. Cause there's so many people that would want to be in that situation. And so I'm not gonna, not gonna sit here and fret about having the number one time in the world, but not getting anything to show for it just because that's, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge accomplishment in my eyes. And so I'm just super thankful for that. I, so I, I was obviously going to ask about how you felt watching that final, but it's, it's like, we, you know, we also saw Diaceto who, who is racing in his home country and who looked primed to get that, you know, Japan's first swimming gold, uh, missed the final two. So it's like, it was, it, it seemed all around just kind of like a weird event. And then obviously, you know, it's like chase one in 409 Jay and, and Brendan meddled in 410. It's just like, but it took 410 to even make the final. Say, it was mixed because there was definitely, I mean, even though the final wasn't fast, like those boys had to do some work in prelims to get there. So like, as much as people are saying like, oh, it's so slow. Like those guys, I mean, they, they, if you look at what, what they would have gotten, like, at years past, like they wouldn't have meddled, but at the same point, like if you look what it took to make the final in the years past and the energy they got to save, like those guys didn't get to do that. And so, I mean, I, I think it goes both ways. Like, I think, I mean, it's just how you had to spend your energy. And I think all those guys had to spend a little bit more energy in prelims because it's such a deep field this year. That's great. That's great insight. That's, that's, that's why we talk to you for this 400 IM knowledge. <laughs> um, because, because as swim fans, often we're just like, well, why didn't they go faster? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think about the actual physical tax. swimming two hundred two four hundred 400 IMs in a day takes. Yeah. And I think uh, back to like when, when I was watching, I was actually, I was picking up dinner last night after the meet and it was eight 30, right. When I was like leaving the dinner place to go home. And, uh, so I just watched it in my car before I started driving and I was watching it with my brother and we had it on my phone and uh, he, Chase turned it to 300. I was like, I think, I think my time might hold. And then um, it did. So there was like a very mixed emotion there, like being like, like, that's so cool. I, I'm still going to have the, the number one time in the, in the world, but also like it just, I mean, it, and I shouldn't even be upset because it, it, it proves to myself that I'm getting to where I want to be on the swimming level or like for my goals. And, um, if, if, if anyone were to win the Olympic gold and you're not there, you want it to be the two guys to beat you. And so for them to go first and second, I was pumped about that. It was awesome. Yeah. That I, we were pumped too. I, I was at Mel's house. We were screaming and cheering and that <laughs> was, that was a really exciting moment. Uh, you, you had, you, you threw down another great 400 last night. You were 348. And obviously that didn't happen in the last month with all this distance training, but what, what, what did you make of that 400 free? I was happy with it. I mean, if you looked at the splits and saw how I swam it, I wasn't <laughs> the, the most like thought out executed plan. Um, but I mean, I told Eddie and Wyatt, like, I kind of want to start swimming it just because it's like, I mean, my two best events in my eyes are the 4am and the two free. And if you combine those two, I feel like it's the four free. I could be wrong on that, but that just seems logical to me. So, um, so that was my thought. And so I, I wanted to start training for it. And I mean, I need to train for it more than just three weeks, but 
to, to truly see improvements. But um, I took it out in 52.9, which I think is only like a half second slower than when I took out my two free trials in. So, and I was 151 or 150 point to the feet at the 200. And then I kind of came crashing down a little bit at the end. But I think, I think that's, see, see like that's where to go back to what you asked earlier about, do I think I would have gone faster with a race? I think I would have gone faster in that race if I had someone like Kieran Smith or Jake Mitchell next to me to show me how fast I was going out. Cause I just assumed like to go 345, you got to go fast the whole time, which you really don't. And I realized that last night, like you pace yourself and you, you go that time. But so if I had someone next to me that actually, I feel like knows what they were doing in that race and I could kind of use them as a, as a little, like a bear, like a benchmark, then I feel like I, I could have gone faster, but I'm looking for, that's like another event where like, I'm kind of looking forward to just training for something new. And I don't know, maybe, maybe swimming at nationals or world trials or something like that. I'll probably never be able to do it at Olympic trials, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind nice. of like a fun event to train for. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that one, but I'm <laughs> glad you think so. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm stoked to see Carson Foster free in the future. Uh, Carson, I want to be respectful of your time. I, I really appreciate you coming on today. It's, it's always great talking to you. Any parting thoughts before we sign off? No, I'm, I'm pumped to watch USA this week. I'm rooting. I'm especially excited to watch Drew on Tuesday morning, our time, hopefully Tuesday night as well. So go USA, go Drew, go Texas, Townley swims tonight. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch USA. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.